The Eagles lose a heartbreaker to the Los Angeles Chargers 27-24, but I think it was the best coached game of Nick Sirianni's short head coaching career. We'll talk about it all. Roll the intro. This is the Legal Hands to the Face podcast with Bill Calarulo. All right, guys, Bill Calarulo back with another Legal Hands to the Face podcast. A frustrating loss by the Eagles to the Los Angeles Chargers, 27-24. Watching that defense just let the Chargers march down the field and just run the clock off and kick in that last-second field goal was extremely frustrating, and they lose 27-24 because of it. But ultimately, let's look at the silver linings here. Nick Sirianni, a guy who we have complained about in the past, who we did not think was going to evolve week after week doing the same thing over and over again with his offense, looks like he has finally figured it out. This offense is starting to form an identity. Not only did they evolve as an offense, there's been other areas with Nick Sirianni that I have complained about in previous weeks. One was not running the football enough, obviously. Two was they were continuing to lose the time of possession battle. And three, far too many penalties. Well, they corrected at least two of those three yesterday, and they're working towards correcting the time of possession. Let's look at Nick Sirianni's play calling yesterday. They run the ball 39 times against the Los Angeles Chargers. And what was even better is 29 out of those 39 running calls were to their running backs. And they go to the tune of 176 yards on the ground yesterday, averaging four and a half yards a carry. That's over 400 rushing yards in the last two weeks, if you look at what they did against the Lions and you look at what they did yesterday against the Chargers, this team is starting to form an identity. They can run the football. And you love to see a guy, a young coach like Nick Sirianni, not say, hey, this is the way I've always done things. I want to throw the football and that's what we're going to do. He's learning from his mistakes. Also, the time of possession battle. They didn't win the time of possession battle yesterday, but it was close. The Chargers had the ball for 33 minutes. The Eagles had the ball for 26 minutes. I blame that more on the defense. We'll talk about them in a second because we got a lot to talk about with the defense. But the Eagles did their job with regard to sustaining long drives on the ground. A lot of their play calling. You know I, What I love to see is you talk about evolving as a play caller. Tyree Jackson... A young tight end we were very, very excited about in the preseason, unfortunately breaks his back during training camp, was put on IR. He comes back yesterday, and they activate him. Nick Sirianni ran a lot of three tight end sets. I mean, we've talked about in the past when Zach Ertz was still on the team running two tight end sets. Yesterday, they ran a lot of three tight end sets. In fact, on their last drive at the end of the first half, they had three tight ends on the field for almost the entire drive. They ran a 15-play drive. They ran the ball 13 out of 15 times with those three tight ends on the field. So you love to see Nick Sirianni evolving as a play caller, as a game planner. And it worked yesterday. And the penalties, they were on an historic pace to start this season 
with the amount of penalties that this team have had, has had. The last two weeks, they have really cleaned it up. Nick Sirianni's put an emphasis on his discipline. Yesterday, they only had three penalties for 25 yards, which was a lot less than what the Chargers had. I think the Chargers had five penalties yesterday. The week before, they only had two penalties for 15 yards. The Detroit Lions had eight penalties. So they're winning that penalty battle. They're being a disciplined team. You didn't see any big plays yesterday get called back because of penalties like we had seen in weeks before. So this, was a, this is a good sign. This is a good sign. You know, and I always say good teams and good offensive coordinators put up points at the end of halves. The end of that first half was a brilliant drive. I just mentioned it with the three tight end sets, running 15 plays. They go all the way down the field, and Nick Sirianni, a young coach, did a great job with clock management. Jalen Hurts, young quarterback, great job with clock management. They bring it all the way down the field. You would have loved to have seen them put it in the end zone there. They're in a goal-to-go situation. They don't score the touchdown, but they put up points with a field goal. They leave the Chargers with pretty much no time left to do anything. That's what good teams do. At the end of the second half, Nick Sirianni again has all three of his timeouts on that final drive. The problem is, again, we'll talk about the defense. They couldn't stop the Chargers, but the clock management was there. Sirianni saved all three timeouts. So at the end of both halves, Sirianni did his job as a head coach. I was very encouraged to see Sirianni evolving as a head coach, as a play caller. Curious to hear what you guys think. I know it was a loss. I know we're frustrated. But are you encouraged about what you've seen over the last two weeks from Nick Sirianni? Do you think this guy can be a head coach in the NFL? Because it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. You know, the, the Eagles are not a team that makes quick decisions on coaches. So it looks like he's going to be here. Are you encouraged about what you saw the last two weeks? I am. And that brings us to this offense. With regard to their identity, this is an offense that should be able to run the football. We talked about this offensive line being a strength on this team. Unfortunately, they've had some injuries, but they're starting to come back. You still have Kelsey at center. You still have Lane Johnson at right tackle. You have Jordan Maialata at left tackle. You got the young guard, Landon Dickerson, at left tackle guard, and you have Driscoll, who's been starting in place of Brandon Brooks, at right guard. This offensive line looks like they can run block. They are opening up some big holes. Now, granted, the Chargers didn't have one of the best rush defense. I think they had the worst rush defense in the NFL going into this game. But still, you saw what this offense can do when they commit to the run. The offensive line is very, very good at run blocking. And it also helps Jalen Hurts. Now, what you've seen over the last couple of weeks is Jalen Hurts is good enough to win football games in the NFL, but you have to play to his skill set. He's not going to be a quarterback that you just drop back and have him throw the ball 30, 40 times. They found a formula that seems to work on offense. Yesterday, Jalen Hurts only throws the ball 11 times, but he was very efficient excuse me, only completes 11 passes. He was 11 for 17 for 162 yards and had a QB rating of 115. That's good. That's pretty good. That's above average in the NFL. And you also saw with what running the ball with your running backs does to Jalen Hurts' ability to run. He carries the ball 10 times yesterday for another 62 yards. And this guy just has a knack for making plays when you need him. 
converting third downs to first downs when you need them. You know, Nick Sirianni said yesterday after the game that he saw Jalen Hurts make some plays yesterday that no other quarterback in the NFL can make, and I agree with him. You know, Jalen Hurts is not only athletic, he's strong, he's powerful, he's a, he's a former power lifter. So you really like what you saw out of Jalen Hurts yesterday. But what I loved the most about that offense yesterday was every single time they needed to answer because the Chargers scored, they did. Chargers go up 7-0 early in that game. What does the Eagles offense do on the next drive? They march right down the field. They score a touchdown, make it 7-7. Next time the Chargers go up, they go up 16-10. What does the offense do on the very next drive? They go right down the field. They score, make it 17-16. Chargers score again, get a two-point conversion, make it 24-17 late in that game. What do the Eagles offense do on the next drive? Marches right down the field, scores Ties up the game 24-24. You can't ask for much more out of your offense. They answered the Chargers every single time. Now, what I would have liked to have seen, the only negative I saw on that offense was not being able to convert the touchdown at the end of that first half. The play was there. Devontae Smith had a shot. Hertz did not throw the ball very well on that play. But ultimately, Hertz threw the ball better yesterday, and they are finding that formula. And that brings me to... Jordan Howard, man, what a story this guy is. You know, some of you may remember Jordan Howard when he was on the Chicago Bears, a couple straight seasons of 1,000 yards, gets traded to the Eagles, doesn't have a bad season, but then ends up getting cut, gets picked up by the Dolphins. They cut him. Eagles pick him up. He's been on the practice squad. They activate him last week. And man, this guy hung in there, kept working hard. He goes for 17 carries for 71 yards yesterday, a touchdown, another 4.2 yards per carry on the ground. In the past two weeks, Jordan Howard really looks like this guy is back to the Jordan Howard from when he played for the Chicago Bears. Always picks up yardage, always falling forward. You know, Miles Sanders is, an, is on IR, and that's the only reason why Howard was even activated. But you would hope, even when Sanders comes back, Jordan Howard has done enough that he deserves a spot on this team and on this offense. So we will see what happens with that. But, man, very impressed with Jordan Howard. And then how about a guy I've been talking high on for a long time is our Devontae Smith, the rookie wide receiver. Great game yesterday. Five carries, 116 yards, and that big touchdown at the end of the game. As a rookie, he just looks like he belongs out there. The way he runs his routes, the way he sets up these corners, he's just so smooth. He's got great hands. I think this kid is going to be an absolute stud and may go down as one of the best Eagles wide receivers in NFL history. That's right. Going on record right now, Devontae Smith will be one of the best receivers in Eagles history. Curious to hear what you guys think. Do you like this new identity? You know, do you like the way the Eagles are running their offense? Running the ball, running the ball. You know, very efficient in their passing game. Is Jalen Hurts good enough? Can he be the franchise quarterback? I think he can. You know, he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to be a guy that's going to win you games throwing three, four hundred yards every week. But with the right formula, the right game plan, he can win games. He can be your franchise quarterback. Curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are. Now, that's the positive. Sirianni, the offense. Now, I say this was Nick Sirianni's best coached game, but there's a caveat because the defense looked so bad yesterday. 
so bad. And ultimately, Nick Sirianni's the head coach, so the defense falls on him too. But we know who's running that defense. That's the defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. Sirianni brought him in to be the defensive guy. Yes, the buck stops with your head coach, but this was Jonathan Gannon. This was this defense. This defense lost this game for the Eagles. The Los Angeles Chargers scored on every single possession that they had in the second half. Unacceptable. Justin Herbert, the quarterback for the Chargers, went 32 of 38 for 356 yards and a quarterback rating of 123.2. 32 of 38. This has been a common theme with this Eagles defense week after week. Derek Carr for the Raiders went 31 of 34. Tom Brady went 34 of 42. Patrick Mahomes, 24 of 30. And Dak Prescott, 21 of 26. All of them with quarterback ratings over 100. This scheme is not working. Now, how much of it is scheme versus players? Let's talk about both of them, but let's first focus on this scheme. Jonathan Gannon's scheme doesn't work. Not with this skill set that you have on defense. You cannot have your corners play such soft coverage. You can't have your safeties play so far off the line of scrimmage. These upper echelon quarterbacks, and I sound like a broken record because I've said it week after week after week, are too good to just let them sit back there and pick you apart and move methodically down the field. Yes, you take, you take away the big play, but that's not working. You have to do something. You have to put some pressure on these quarterbacks to make mistakes to cause turnovers. Yesterday, Justin Herbert was barely under duress the entire game. He dropped back 38 times. And the Eagles had zero sacks. And he just picked them apart and, like I said, scored on every possession in the second half. Something needs to change. Now, that's the scheme. But you can't let the players off the hook either. This defensive line was supposed to be the strength of this team. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat just got a big contract. Derek Barnett's playing with a big contract. He's got a year left on it, but he's playing with a big number. He was a first-round draft pick. You brought in Ryan Kerrigan. You're supposed to have a very strong defensive line. Where were they yesterday? Absolutely no pressure on Herbert. Now, again, I don't think Gannon's doing them any favors by having the corners play such soft coverage. If you bring your corners up, start playing a little bit more press coverage, It's not going to allow these quarterbacks to release the ball so quickly, which is hopefully going to give your defensive line some time to get to the quarterback, but they have to play better. And our linebackers. I did think the linebackers played better yesterday. You know, again, another miss at linebacker. They sign Eric Wilson in the offseason to be your starting linebacker. He actually gets released, which opens up the door for a young linebacker, Davion Taylor, to play. I thought he played decent yesterday. But one of the things that concerns me is there are really no young players to get excited about on this defense. If you look at Howie Roseman's draft history, and this has been documented by a lot of people, he keeps missing 
when it comes to defensive players. Yeah, he's missed here and there on offense. We know about Justin Jefferson over Jalen Rager. And Jalen Rager again yesterday really didn't impress, hasn't done much over the last you know, few weeks. But he's, there's some young talent on offense to get excited about. You, know, you got Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell and Jordan Maialata, Landon Dickerson. There's young talent on that offense. Quez Watkins is another guy. There's young talent on the offense to get excited about. But when you come to the flip side and you look at this defense, what young talent is there to get excited about? All right, Davion Taylor at linebacker, maybe. He's in his second year. Maybe you get excited about him. Milton Williams at defensive tackle, okay. Maybe we get excited about him. Outside of that, and you look at this defense, who is there to get excited about? I mean, Fletcher Cox is not young. Ryan Kerrigan, man, he is a shell of himself from what he was when he was with Washington. Josh Sweat was a guy that we were going to be excited about. We wanted to see a big leap from this, him this year. Hasn't happened yet. You, know, you look at your secondary. You got Darius Slay. He's not a young guy. You got Steven Nelson on the other side. He's playing on a, a one-year contract. You got Rodney McLeod at safety. He's in the twilight of his career. You know, who can you get excited about? Anthony Harris is another old guy playing on a one-year deal. That is what concerns me. Can we trust Howie Roseman to go into this year's draft with the draft capital they're going to have? And we're going to talk about that in a second because they're going to need defensive playmakers. If you feel like I feel that Jalen Hurts is good enough to be your franchise quarterback and you talk about the young talent we have on offense, you have to get difference makers in this draft on defense. Can Howie Roseman do it? I'm curious to hear your thoughts about Jonathan Gannon's scheme, about the players on defense, and whether or not you think Howie Roseman should be in charge of this coming draft. Because now we turn to our Wentz watch and our Dolphins watch. Carson Wentz plays Thursday night. Has a great game, actually, Carson. Great game by Carson Wentz. But he plays 100% of the snaps. The Colts win, improving their record to 4-5. and five. But absent Carson Wentz, Getting a season-ending injury, knock on wood. You don't want to see injuries to anyone, and we really don't want to see Carson Wentz get hurt. It looks like the Eagles are going to get the Indianapolis Colts first-round pick, which will probably be a top-20 pick. Right now, it would be the number 14 pick if the season ended today. But looking at their schedule, they're going to win some games. They still got Jacksonville coming up. You know, They're going to win some games. So that'll probably be a top-20 first-round pick. Then you look at the Dolphins. Remember, we have the Dolphins' first-round pick. They win yesterday to the Houston Texans. Houston Texans dropped to 1-8. and eight. But the Dolphins win yesterday. But the good news was the Jaguars upset the Bills. So they win, too, which keeps the Dolphins' pick as the number three overall pick if the season was to end today. And with the Eagles' loss, they still have their own draft pick, which would be number eight. So if the season ended today, the Eagles would have three first-round picks in the top 15. They'd have two in the top 10, and they'd have one of them in the top five. This draft coming up can really change the entire future of this franchise. If they can get some difference makers on defense in this draft, this team can be a very good team going forward with what we know we have on offense. You know, Maybe you get another good offensive lineman as well in this draft, but there's enough there with this draft capital, that they can really change the future of this franchise. What do you guys think? Are you excited about the draft? Who do you want to see in charge of it? Should it be Howie Roseman? And then that brings us to next week's preview. 
They're playing the Denver Broncos. You know, if you were following along in the news before this week, it looked like the Denver Broncos were waving the white flag. They were going to start to just rebuild for next year. They actually trade Von Miller, you know, their former Super Bowl MVP, great defensive end. They trade him to the Los Angeles Rams. It looked like they were giving up on the season. Well, they come and they play the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys yesterday? Get their butts kicked by the Denver Broncos. The final score was 30-16, to 16, but late in the fourth quarter, the Broncos were up 30 to nothing in Dallas against that Cowboys team. And Dak Prescott played in this game. It was crazy to see what the Broncos were able to do to this Dallas team. So who knows? I mean, if you would have asked me a couple weeks ago, If the Eagles were going to beat the Broncos, I would have thought they had a real strong chance to do it. But Broncos played well. They really did. Defense looked great. Their offense did enough. But you would hope that the Eagles, after seeing what's happening week after week with that defense, are going to put a little bit more pressure on the Broncos quarterback, who's Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater is not a bad quarterback, but he is certainly not Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. You know, he's not in that upper echelon. So we've seen what this Eagles defense can do against quarterbacks like Jared Goff and Sam Darnold. So hopefully they start playing a little bit more press coverage. They start bringing a little bit more pressure. You make, make these quarterbacks make mistakes. Make Teddy Bridgewater make mistakes. And then you go to the flip side of that. The Broncos defense is not a bad defense. They're kind of middle of the pack in passing defense and rushing defense. But I don't think... Nick Sirianni should let the other team's defense dictate our offensive identity. We've learned over the last two weeks, run the football. Run the football. This offensive line is good at it. you got running backs that can make a difference, and it really allows Jalen Hurts to play what he's good at. Now it allows him to run the ball without teams spying on him. It allows him to throw the ball efficiently. He doesn't need to throw the ball 30, 40 times. I think you found the formula here. You know, 15 to 20 throws for Hertz is enough. You run the ball. You run the ball with Hertz a little bit with your running backs. I think the Eagles can win this game if they put pressure on Bridgewater, win the turnover battle, and continue with this new identity of pounding the football. And man, do we not love that in Philadelphia or what? I mean, this is that offense that they've run the last two weeks is a Philadelphia offense, a hard nosed, tough, lining up against the other team and just driving it down their throats. But you got to have the same theory on defense. You can't have this soft defense and let that team pick you apart. I'd rather see the Eagles lose on a big play because they were too aggressive on defense than doing what you're doing now. And what do you guys think? Can they beat the Broncos? And what's crazy, what's crazy is we're going to talk playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah, we're going to talk playoffs. If the season ended today, the seventh seed. Now, remember, seven teams get in the playoffs now. They changed the format. The seventh seed right now would be the Atlanta Falcons. You remember the Atlanta Falcons from week one that the Eagles absolutely destroyed and everyone said, oh, the Falcons are a horrible team? They'd be in the playoffs if the season ended today at 4-4. Four and four. And That was a tough loss yesterday for the Eagles because if they would have won, they would have been right in the playoff discussion, but they still are. You know, at three and six, they are only two games out of the playoffs, which is absolutely crazy. But that's what we find ourselves in with this NFC. So I don't have any crazy visions. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But what I'd like to see is to see this team improve, especially on offense. Defense, 
you want to see a different scheme. You want to see a different game plan. But they're really going to have to revamp that entire defense with young talent. Offense, you can get excited about. Let's hope they continue to grow. Let's hope Sirianni continues to grow as a play caller. And on defense, that's what this draft is going to be about, in my opinion. But Eagles still have a shot. You know, they can start stringing together some wins. The, the, seat, the schedule gets easier. We've talked about that. Broncos is a winnable game. You know, they still have a couple of games against the Giants, against Washington. You know, these are winnable games for them. So maybe they can start stringing some wins together, at least stay relevant until the end of the year. Now, that's the one thing I always love is even if they don't make the playoffs, just stay relevant. Make these games mean something. So curious to hear what you guys think. Do they have a shot to make the playoffs? And if you're not following us, be sure. Legal hands to the face. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms. We're on Facebook, YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and go Birds.